It's hard not to love that, huh? You guys did a great job. And Ms. Schuler, thank you for all you do for our school and for teaching these young kids to sing a joyful song to the Lord. It's, all, it's, it's moving to see children pray. And what that does to us is it should encourage us. That's why Jesus said, <clears throat> the kingdom of heaven belongs to children. The innocence, the love, the freedom that they experience. That's for us too. And as we enter into this season of Advent, it's an interesting season. Something always powerful about it for me. It's the season of waiting. And I hate waiting. I hate waiting for people. I hate waiting for stop signs and stop lights. I hate waiting at the doctor's office. I hate waiting in line. I hate waiting. And yet there is something powerful about this season. Because waiting is an integral part of life. And there's something in our society right now that's trying to push us to not wait. To jump. From big solemnity to big solemnity, from feast to feast to feast, right? So it's, we, it used to be that you had to wait till Thanksgiving was over before you started to focus on Christmas. <clears throat> now it's even before Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving as a national holiday is getting pushed to the side in the name of shopping, in the name of deals, in the name of Cyber Monday and Black Friday and don't spend time with your families. Get out. Buy. Consume. The crazy part is, is that most people, today is the beginning of Advent, and most people have a tree up, have lights up, and have bought in presents. I just want to be like, hold on. <clears throat> Wait. There is this whole season that we seem to skip. And I think we don't like it. It's kind of like the most dreaded season of all of them. You know, Lent, everybody's just, you know, it's Lent. You know, getting around that. Like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> but with Advent, it's like, man, this is just in the way of Christmas. And then the crazy part is, too, is that Christmas will come December 25th, December 26th, and then everybody's done. New Year's. Christmas is like three weeks. The season of Christmas is from Christmas Day until the baptism of the Lord. We actually, as the church, know how to party. <laughs> three weeks. <laughs> we go four weeks Advent, three weeks of partying. 50 days when we get to Easter. The church is telling us for just one month, just one month, slow down. Slow down. And let this season get into your heart and to your mind. Get out of the shopping, get out of the material, the consumeristic mindset, and get into this understanding that we are preparing for something amazing. Something that changed the world 2,000 years ago. It's something that is meant to change us every single day of our lives. That Christ didn't just come once. He comes every day. 
His advent is every day. Do you experience it? Or are you, as we hear in the gospel, stuck in the anxieties of life? Part of me is kind of cynical about Advent, though, too, because it's all this preparation, waiting. Part of me is like, yeah, we've been waiting a long time. 2,000 years we've been waiting. Where are you, Jesus? What the heck? Don't you think it's time you showed up on the scene? So as I was thinking about that, I decided to watch YouTube videos. Whenever I need homily ideas, I watch YouTube videos. Because there's this, in the readings, you hear this, be prepared, be prepared, be prepared, because it's going to come. When you least expect it, it's going to come. So I just typed in people being surprised. If you want, you know, to waste part of your life, it's fun. Get on and and watch these. They're hilarious. One guy, he's sleeping and they take a, a coffee can and they put firecrackers in it. And they put it right next to his, he's asleep, and they put it right next to his head and light it. This guy like almost jumps through the ceiling. Hilarious. Has nothing to do with Advent. Then they had another one where this guy thought it'd be really funny. He put on this really scary mask. He was going to surprise his girlfriend. And she came around the corner and he's like, ah, and she just decks him in the face. (laughs) Again, nothing to do with Advent. But then I saw something. And it was our beloved military. When our soldiers come home and people aren't ready for it, it is one of the most touching things to watch. When the young girl is going up to get her high school diploma and her dad sneaks up on stage in his fatigues and he taps her on the shoulder and she turns around and just jumps into his arms weeping. That's what is supposed to happen in the faith. Jesus is not telling us this so he can like catch us off guard, you know, and be like, gotcha, you're all going to hell. No, he wants to surprise us in love. When you wait and you wait and you wait for something and then it's given, it means so much more. Because you've waited so long for it. You've desired it for so long. And that's that's what the season of Advent is all about. Getting back to the basics. I don't think the Lord's words today in the gospel are so much about trying to scare us or put fear into us. They're to try us to get to understand that His Advent in our life is one of love. Whenever love shows up in your life, that's Jesus. Jesus has taught me a lot about waiting, about being vigilant, and about the coming of the kingdom of God from hunting. Last year, a friend of mine who is a pretty avid hunter, I went elk hunting with him. He had a tag, I didn't, but we were down in Wyoming. He had never shot an elk, and he was relatively unprepared. His gun was not big enough. He didn't have a big enough caliber gun. And his scope was not strong enough. Because sometimes you have longer shots with elk. On his last day, he got up really early to try to get out to the blind. And as he was going, he took a wrong turn and he got on the other side of the ranch. 
So you had to hightail it back all the way around to get back to the place where there's this little shack. And you can sit in the shack. The shack's heated and it's comfortable, but the blind is another 300 yards away and it's cold. And he's already, the sun was already rising. He's like, it's not even worth it. I'm too late. It's not even worth it. He opens up the safety shack door, knocks over the trash can. Bottles go flying, garbage everywhere. Now, for those of you that don't elk hunt, any noise is a bad idea. Okay? Well, he just alerted the whole area. Then, as he's picking everything up, he turns around, knocks his backpack off the table, slams into the wall. So he's just like, could anything else go wrong? And all of a sudden, he was like, oh. And he said, I just had this pain in my gut, and I knew I had a bathroom emergency. Again, for those of you that don't elk hunt, the last thing you want to do is your business outside because your scent will alert the entire area that you are there. But he didn't have a choice. It's one of those emergency ones, so he ran outside, went to the bathroom, came back in, and he's like, this is pathetic. So he packed everything up, unloaded his gun, He's like, I'm going to head in. He was like, it was 10 minutes to 8. He's like, I'll stay till 8 because it's a nice morning. So he opened up the main door to the shack, sat outside in front on a chair for every animal to see him. And at 5 minutes to 8, he looked up and he saw a buck running on the far hill. And it stopped and then just took off. And he grabbed his binoculars and he was looking. And right over the top of the hill came three bull elk running down the edge and then came 10 and then came 40 and then came a herd of over a hundred now he has nothing ready he's ripping his backpack apart pulls out his rangefinder clocks him at about 500 yards trying to load up his gun as the whole herd's running past him and he just fires like hell mary shots <laughs> i remember we all heard it And usually when there's that many shots, you're like, yeah, he didn't hit nothing. (laughs) I call them St. Anthony bullets because you ain't finding them. (laughs) So the whole horror goes and he he actually did hit, probably nicked one and it kind of hobbled off. And we we tracked it for three hours through the mountains. Never found it. He was so mad. Still mad. And when we were out there and he's like, He's like, so I'm like, hey, man, you know, I'm sure Jesus wants to teach you something. And he's like, what on earth would Jesus want to teach me through this, father? And I'm like, I don't know why you're so mad. You're the terrible shot. Like, why are you getting mad at me? But immediately what popped into my head, and I know this was from God because I'm, I don't, I'm not smart enough to come up with these things. I said to him, I said, you are so mad about missing that elk. Think about how mad you'll be if you miss eternal life. Think about how mad you'll be if you miss salvation. We only got one shot, friends. We can go elk hunting again. But if we miss Jesus, we miss everything. When I said that, it literally scared the hell right out of him. The coming of the kingdom of God into our life, wherever and however that happens, that's something we don't want to miss. This time of Advent is to get our lives back on track because all of us, me included, we get into these areas of mediocrity 
or we just kind of settle. This area of my life, I just settle. I'm giving up there. I'm throwing in the towel. No, no, no. It's those places where the Lord is going to come. It's those places where we get back on track, we get back to the basics, back to the core beliefs of who we are and what we await. My brothers and sisters, in this Advent season, the church is getting us ready for an incredible event. Don't miss it. Take time this Advent to increase your prayer, your discipline, your love. Because he is coming. And may Jesus' knock at the door of your heart not inspire fear or anxiety. But let it inspire joy. That the one you love has broken into your life. Be watchful. Be alert. Be ready.